Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. People should empower themselves with a basic understanding of nutrition taking charge of their life, and attain optimal health and longevity through nutrition, not by toxic prescription drugs leading to side effects. This is clearly a deadly recipe. The good news is Doc Wallach's message is resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the big government and big pharma manipulation of our health care system. I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people about health care. Thanks, Alex. To purchase Longevity products, go to the KCAA website at kcaaradio.com and click on the Longevity banner on the upper right side of the KCAA homepage. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. Today's edition of Culture Shocks. This is Barry Lynn, traveling Barry Lynn. You know, I do travel a lot, and that's why we do a lot of these interviews with guests uh, in advance. And so we have fresh material for you, but I may not be in Washington. I could be somewhere else. In the last 10 days or so, let's see, I've been in hotels in Columbus, Ohio. This is not really going to impress too many people. Austin, Texas, El Paso, Texas, Boulder, Colorado. And I would give them both, or all four of them really, a very good plus experiences. They're not expensive hotels. I don't stay in them. But they did two things right. And this is all I expect. This is all I really want. Number one, if I place a call requesting a wake-up call for the next morning, I want it to come through. I don't want to be sleeping at 11.30 in a Chicago hotel because they forgot to wake me at 8, and then somebody has to drive me, this happened a few years ago, to the Chicago airport so that I can barely make an appointment somewhere a quarter of the way across the country. So wake-up calls. Asked for one in every hotel and got it. And second, the Internet connection better work at least at a 7 out of 10 level. You know, it can be a little difficult to connect to. can't be that difficult. In fact, over the weekend, I noticed that a new survey showed that the number one complaint of business travelers about hotels, it's not bed bugs. We've discussed that before in detail here. Uh, it's not uh, check-in services. It's not the quality of the service. It is 
does the Internet work? Why do I care or why do I care to impose on you all these details about my travels? Because we're talking about hotels with somebody who is in this business, the hospitality business, as it is sometimes called. He is Jacob Tomsky. He is the author of Heads and Beds, now out in paperback from our friends over at Anchor Books. So, Jacob, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me, Barry. Hey, hey, look, so you're in the hotel business, a hospitality business for a long time, the ins and the outs. This is very not dissimilar to waiter rant. We've had that guy on the show a couple of times, uh, given the inside scoop on what he does like and doesn't like about people who eat at restaurants, including his. But is my are my standards too low? Basically, there has to be a bed, I guess that's assumed. But just wake-up call, Internet that works, that's all I expect. Are my standards too low? You sound like a wonderful traveler. Those are your standards. Uh, and, you know, I, I stand by those. That's, uh, you know, a bed uh, is about the least you can expect. Uh, everyone needs Internet. Uh, and the wake-up calls, uh, I was worried when you started talking about that because um, I've, I've dealt with some uh, issues uh, in hotels. And, and, and when someone misses a wake-up call, uh, you know, that's when they get very, very angry. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and, and, and honestly, my, from my experience in hotels, I would never, ever trust a hotel to wake me up. I would have my oh. phone set an alarm. Yep. I would try to use the the desk alarm. Yep. I, would, I would have uh, backups there. Oh no, I always uh, have backups. But but okay, before good. I develop backups, you know, and before your phone could also be an alarm. That's when that the regrettable incident in Chicago occurred uh, that I mentioned uh, earlier. Now there is uh, having said all that, one thing that does annoy me. And you do write about this from both sides. Um, if I only have an overnight duffel bag because I'm just going to New York and I just need a clean shirt and I wore my suit on the Amtrak, I just walk in there. I don't really want to even be asked if I need someone to, quote, carry your luggage. Okay. Yes, uh, it's going to happen uh, only because that's what uh, hotels are trying to provide you with service. That they make from carrying a tiny bag, even. But um, you know, it, it's very understandable. Uh, you know, especially today, the rule is travel light. Uh, you got airlines charging you, uh, yep. you know, more money for extra baggage. So, so you know, you're tired. You don't want to talk to anybody. It's absolutely fine to not take help and and, and not take the service. But there are ways to decline it. Uh, some people I've seen them. You know, the development isn't really trying to bother you. Uh, and just a really quick and nice sort of, you know, thanks so much. But I, I think I got it. But I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, that'll do. But I've seen some people really come at them very, very strangely. How, how would you come at strange? I mean, that's what I would. I would say no, thank you, because that, yeah, that's I'm a non rude person. That's okay. Well, how can you be rude about rejecting someone's offer to carry your bag? Well, I've seen people completely dismiss them or act like they're not even there and they didn't hear the question. Uh, it makes them feel like they're not actual people. Uh, I've heard them get asked by the bell and then as a front desk agent, they'll turn to me and they'll, they'll rudely say, I don't need help with my bags. I only have one bag. And they're yelling at me about it, and then the, and the bellman's right there. They're not even acknowledging the bellman as a, as a, as a human being. Uh, so that's probably the worst thing you can do is either just completely ignore it or, uh, you know, talk to, you know, complain 
complain to the front desk about getting offered the service. It's, wow. it's not meant to be rude. No. Um, so just a quick acknowledgement is all you need. Yeah. So do they think that the desk agent is has some kind of a conspiracy that involves people, for example, in the coffee shop, as well as the bell captain and other people, perhaps some of the people servicing the room? Is that why they go to you first or because you appear to be wearing a tie and are a high authority figure? <laughs> Oh, uh, well, it's nice to hear someone say that the front desk agent is an authority figure. Most people uh, yeah. put us pretty low on the chain there, uh, which is completely incorrect. Uh, not that we have, in, you know, certain powers we do not have, but um, we do have a lot of power. I mean, a bellman, pretty much all a bellman can do is tell you some cool places to go and yeah. just make you laugh or whatever. But the front desk agent can upgrade you and improve your stay. So, um, you know, but we're all working together, and that's one thing that's important about a hotel. Um, that, you know, if you're rude to the bellman, I'm going to hear about it. And if sure. you're rude to me, the bellman's going to hear about it. So we're exactly. All yeah, you're all. Yeah, when I when I was in this hotel in Columbus, Ohio, I was dealing with the desk agent. He was finding my reservation. We were just chatting about the, the fact that it was such a wonderful day, and even though it was the summer in Ohio, not always so. Not, and some guy comes out of an office that he appeared to be the manager of the hotel, and he looked at me and he said, oh, "I thought you sounded familiar. Don't I see you on television sometimes?" And I, I said, "Yeah," which it, every time somebody asks me that, I, I do acknowledge it, but then sometimes I ask the follow-up question, as I did with him, do you like me or do you hate me when you see me? And he said, oh, no, I agree with you. And then we explained, you know, he explained a little bit about his background and why he liked what I did when I'm not on the radio. Because on the radio, of course, as you know, uh, people cannot actually see you. You have to be on TV in order to be seen. Um, okay, so in general, what percentage of the people that the average desk agent deals with are people who are in the category, at least in my scenario, very good plus. You know, they're decent people. And how small or big a minority are the people who are jerks, jackdaws, or other uh, things that we can't even say on FCC-controlled radio? <laughs> uh, I, I would say... About 92% of the people are really wonderful, kind people. Um, some of them are in a rush. Some of them, uh, you know, travel a lot like you do. Uh, so they may not seem like they're kind. They just really just want to get through the process. Sure. They have a lot of work to do. Uh, but, you know, as a front desk agent, as a, as a hotelier, uh, it's that other 8% um, people that are looking for a fight, people that, don't mind using uh, non-FCC language uh, yes. right in your face. Uh, people that are just really out of control, rude about nothing. Uh, and, and, you know, after a whole day, that, that's sure. the percent that really uh, you, you think about when you put your head down in your own pillow. Do, do you have basically a desk agent is there for an eight-hour shift, or is it more or less than that? Yeah, in general, uh, you know, it's the phrase eight and skate. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just going to do my eight and skate. Uh, managers are there for a little bit longer. Um, usually it's, it's three eight-hour shifts because the front desk uh, most likely doesn't close. So you've got the morning shift, the evening shift, and then the overnight shift or the graveyard shift. Uh, but then again, uh, there's a lot of flexibility there. And I, I myself have worked 
a long, long shift. I mean, somebody calls out. Um, you cannot leave that desk unmanned. Someone no. has to do that job, especially when it's a union position. So yeah. um, I've worked some really seriously long hours. Yeah, uh, well, you know, and you get overtime. But, yeah, um, you get overtime. You know, it really depends, but seven or eight. Is, yeah, seven or eight, eight and skate, and uh, or is the name of your book, Heads in Beds. We'll talk about that. That's the goal of the hotel industry. The hospitality function is to get as many heads in beds. That does not mean Jacob Tomsky found a head literally in a bed like in The Godfather when they found the horse head, although that might have happened. We'll ask him when we come back for more of Culture Shocks. Now back to Culture Shocks with Barry Lynn on the Genesis Communication Network. Our nation's founders believed that all Americans have the right to worship according to their own beliefs or not to worship at all. So strong was their commitment to religious freedom that they enshrined it in the first sentence of the Bill of Rights. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. We call this constitutional guarantee the first freedom. Religion is deeply personal, and Americans must be free to practice without coercion. There must be a separation of church and state. We are on the verge of losing this fundamental freedom. You may wonder, what can I do? The answer is simple. Do what our founders did. Sign your name to a very important document, the First Freedom First Petition. Go to www.firstfreedomfirst.org and sign it today. By standing together, we can send a powerful message to our elected officials. Mike Stennerson from Midas Resources. At no time in history have precious metals been more important, certainly not in my 22 years in the industry. The dollar has lost over 90% of its value in the last 60 years. No fiat currency has ever survived the government printing presses. Ours is not immune. The time is now to be proactive. 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Anything tied to the dollar is at risk. CDs, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, stocks, bonds, you name it, so decide. Do you want to leave a legacy of wealth or debt for your family? The choice is yours. Call me at 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Be proactive, not reactive. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Before another autumn arrives, celebrate the closing days of summer with the first annual Blue-Green Organic Summerfest. Friday, September 20th through Sunday the 22nd on beautiful Madeline Island, Wisconsin. It's three days of family-friendly fun and admission is totally free. There's arts and crafts vendors, a farmer's market, and activities for the kids. Plus, great live music with nine bands, both regional and local, including headliners, The Suburbs, and Allison Scott. It's hosted by Blue-Green, serving great organic food on Bell Street on the Restaurant and Event Center grounds. Sponsorship and vendor booths are still available. Call 952-556-8707. The Blue Green Organic Summerfest, September 20th through 22nd. Madeline Island's never seen anything like it, and it's free. Like us on Facebook and visit BlueGreenOrganicSummerfest.com. Sponsored by South Shore Brewery, Fresh Key, Fry Wine, Freezor, Legendary Water, The Storm 99.7, and 90 for Life Longevity. Do you owe the IRS money that you can't pay? Are tax liens and levies ruining your life? 
Are you tired of being afraid just to go to the mailbox? If this describes you, then Dan Pilla can help. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been solving tax problems for more than 30 years. In fact, I wrote the book that made it possible to negotiate settlements with the IRS, and I've helped thousands of people do exactly that. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. We are back, and we're talking to Jacob Tomsky, the author of Heads and Beds, now out in paperback. A big bestseller uh, when it came out. A very funny book about the hotel business, about what it is to be a desk agent, otherwise to be involved in the management of uh, the 100% of people who are at the hotels, 92% of whom we've learned are decent people, and 8% are not so decent uh, they are indecent, and we'll talk about sex in hotels, but we're going to wait. You know, this isn't a morning zoo show, Jacob, so we're going to wait for the sex part uh, for a few more minutes. Uh, but this is what I want to know. Uh, apparently, I can now steal uh, various things, robes, uh, possibly uh, things out of the mini bar. Uh, I can get free movies, not that I would want to do any of these things, uh, even dirty ones, without feeling guilty about it. Now, I'm a guy that feels a little guilty when I take the extra little shampoo bottles, you know, that, and I take them home and use them. I, I, so I'm not, I don't want to steal these things, but apparently it's pretty easy to get away with it. Yes, and, and when it comes to the shampoo bottles, uh, honestly, they, they, you know, they'll be thrown out. A lot of them are not recycled very well. Really? And, you know, taking that little memento when you go home and you use that lotion or something, yeah. you see the logo, the hotel actually wants that. Certain amenities that are in the room, they wouldn't like for you to take with them. Uh, now, uh, when I wrote the hotel book, uh, they tasked me with writing every single thing that I knew about the industry. Yeah. Uh, so that included uh, some of the shadier uh, business that I got that I was exposed to, and one of those things is the minibar uh, and the movies and how it's the most removed charge on any bill. I spent morning after morning just slicing off minibar charges, just boom, really? boom, boom, because there's a very fallible system, and there's mischarges all the time. Everyone's pretty much experienced the mischarges in that, in that area. So basically, if you do consume the minibar or watch a movie and then just say that you didn't or that the movie cut off in the middle, uh, the hotel is not going to want to fight you. Uh, they're much more concerned about the $350 room rate yeah. uh, than they are the $6 Snickers bar that, you know, that they bought in bulk <laughs> for like five cents. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah I mean, okay, so, I, so let us say that I didn't want to use the $6 bar uh, and then just of course, tell you that I didn't eat it. What if I wanted to be a little more honest, but not completely, and I went out and I bought another Snickers bar that presumably would cost closer, but not at five cents, but it wouldn't be six dollars either, and I replaced that item. Can I still get away with that? 
Sure, but a, a lot of the systems now are weighted. They're weighted. Um, you know, and, and it's a system where, you know, if you if you take that candy bar out, uh, it's going to charge you if you replace it. Or if you replace it with a king size, the yeah. weight is more, it's going to charge you. So, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a really noble thing to do. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's better to just go ahead and get your snacks beforehand and yeah. try to uh, Indiana Jones replace them. But um, yeah. I appreciate yeah. the effort there. Yeah, because, I, you know, I just I'd assume it comes out of somebody's paycheck and it's probably the person who had made up the room or, or maybe you no. the desk no. no no it doesn't the, yeah. the profit that they're getting off the mini bar and in the movies is a free service yeah. uh, it, or they play a subscription fee and, and that's all totally bottom line owners operators mm. uh the, the the hotel employees will, will not be affected by okay you know, the a missing candy bar okay so now uh, you suggest uh in this book and in a, a several other articles that you you've written uh when coming to the desk agent uh, the prospect of tipping the desk agent, it doesn't, I will admit, that does not cross my mind, in part because I assume that once I make the initial contact, I'm going to find out whether I'm getting any, anything like a perk, like an upgrade. And, uh, you know, if I don't, then I don't feel like giving a tip. And I did not know until reading your stuff that if I happen to drop a $20 bill, I might get an upgrade anyway. That's it. That's absolutely true. And you know what? I didn't know that either uh, until I started working in the business. Uh, and there I was as a front desk agent, and someone would come up to me, and they'd be like, here, this is for you, and then give me a $20 bill right at the beginning. They'd be like, this is for you. Anything you can do for me, I'd appreciate it. Uh, and then immediately, since my position was not tipped, I felt very grateful for that because it's a very kind thing to do. I thought about the wonderful things I could do with that $20 bill, like yeah. buy a nice lunch. And then immediately I set out to uh, uh, find them the best room in their category or upgrade them or put amenities in their room. Wow. Um, and it really is a, is a partnership. Uh, and, it's, and, you know, since, since front desk agents are not tipped, uh, gratuity at the desk right. uh, can go a lot farther. No, absolutely. If I'm, just, if I'm walking up, I don't even have a reservation, which I rarely do, but I walk in and I just say, so what do you have? And then... I drop a $20 bill, how much more value am I going to get when I ask the question and you're going to your rack rate but nobody pays that? So how much of a discount am I going to get for my $20 if the, ro if the hotel room is not the luxurious $350 room apparently you stay in or Random House puts you up in? I, I have a book. Uh, I actually uh, published with Random House. I don't remember them doing much of that for me, but of course, um, you get what you pay for, I guess. But uh, so it's a hundred and fifty dollar room, and I give you twenty bucks. Now, it's, what am I going to get? A jacuzzi? What? Well, first of all, when you're talking about room rates, uh, front desk agents are almost always not able to negotiate room rates. Really? Um, that, that's usually a, a, an, an algorithm that's an based algorithm. on availability. But it's like 9 o'clock at night. How many people are going to walk in, even in New York City, and want a room at 9 o'clock at night? You mean you're not going to kind of just eyeball and say, you know, it's 9 o'clock, and nobody's going to use those four rooms and floor 12. 
That, that would be a smart business model, but uh, most front desk agents are not authorized. No kidding. You, know, you put in the rate, and then maybe I could try to link you to some sort of group that's in-house, yep. let's say IBM's in-house, yeah. and they have a better rate. I could kind of sneak you in on, on uh, under their rate code. But in general, what tipping a front desk agent is going to do is going to get you, you know, it's going to get you the best room in your category or an upgrade. Uh, a lot of people think the rooms are all the same, and that's absolutely right. not true. No. And that little gratuity right at the beginning, instead of me just handing the room, that you were pre-assigned. That's a terrible room. Next, you know where they, the dumpsters are out there. Yeah. You're going to hear that at five in the morning. Man. Then I'm going to I'm going to immediately take a second. Sure. You're check in 250 people a day. Sure. So now you just you gave me a gratuity. I'm going to take a second. I'm going to find a room that's way higher up with a beautiful view that has a bigger bathroom that only I know about it because we know the whole hotel. Of course. So um, that's what it's going to get you as far as rate reductions. It could happen, but uh, in general, it's going to be more about uh, just having a more pleasant stay. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that's good to know because, I mean, I think most people, as you say yourself, you believe that maybe you could, you know, slice 20% off if you got a $20 bill, but that that's in general not the way uh, places operate unless it's perhaps a lonely Bates-like motel out in the middle of rural Kansas. Maybe, maybe those agents have the authority to do that. And managers, probably. And, yeah, managers, and managers. Uh, they can, you know, say, look, well, you know, I sold it at, uh, you know, $100 less because it was at this time of night. They can justify that to upper management. Sure. Uh, and it could be the case that you tip management, and then you give them 20 and they give you a $100 reduction. That happens. No. Well, that happens. Well, all you have to do is find the manager, have him come out because he claims to recognize you. On radio. Okay, when we come back, uh, we're going to continue this conversation with Jacob Tomsky, the author of the book Heads in Beds. Uh, yeah, we are going to get to the question of did he ever find a body in a bed? Apparently, there's a lot of suicides in hotels. How do I know that? Well, I read the book, plus, I took the death tour in Sydney, Australia, and learned something on stop number one. We'll be back for more right here on Culture Shocks. I'm Barry Lynn. Shocks with Barry Lynn is heard on the Genesis Communication Network. Every month, Americans United for Separation of Church and State publishes an award-winning magazine called Church and State. It exposes efforts by the so-called religious right to eat away at the core principles of religious freedom. Should your tax dollars fund expensive private religious schools and cut back funding for your local public schools? Should government bureaucrats get back in the business of writing unity prayers for your children to recite at school? Should we teach good, solid science or replace it with religious messages? about intelligent design? Should special interest groups force your school library to take popular books from the Harry Potter series to Judy Bloom novels off the shelves? These are the issues explored every month in Church and State magazine. To learn more, go to www.au.org. Americans United fights to protect and promote the constitutional principle of church-state separation. For more information, please call us at 1-800-875-3707. Nutritious food is real body armor. It builds muscle, burns fat, improves digestion, and feeds the entire body the nutrients it needs. Did you know the U.S. government banned the hemp plant from growing in the United States and classified it as a Schedule One drug to hide it behind the marijuana plant? People have been confused about this plant for over 80 years, and many still don't know what hemp is. So now you know hemp is not marijuana, and marijuana is not hemp. They are different varieties of the same species. Hemp 
HimProteinUSA.org wants the world to know these basic facts and to help people understand that Hemp Protein Powder is the best-kept health secret you need to know about. Remember, Hemp Protein Powder contains 53% protein, is gluten-free, anti-inflammatory, non-GMO, and is loaded with nutrients. Call 888-910-4367, 888-910-4367, and see what our powder, seeds, and oil can do for you only at HempUSA.org. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. Well, my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Don't throw away leftovers. Instead, throw all your leftovers, vegetable peels, eggshells, coffee grounds, pizza crusts, and more into the Bokashi. If you love to garden and compost but don't like the hassle of turning a compost bin or the smell, then check out the EM Bokashi Food Waste Recycling System from Terraganics. Finally, a way to recycle all your food and plant waste safely and effectively and stop using fertilizers. The EM Bokashi Food Waste Recycling System. Rather than decomposition, the Bokashi system uses fermentation to break down waste, so it takes less time to create nutrient dense humus for crops or gardens with no turning and no obnoxious odors. To learn more and order your Bokashi online, visit Terraganics.com and click on the orange button. That's Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Recycle all your food wastes in about six weeks with the Bokashi Food Waste Recycling System from Terraganics.com. Terraganics, life's getting better. All right, we are back. I'm Barry Lynn, and we're talking to Jacob Tomsky, author of Heads in Beds, a reckless memoir of hotels, hustles, and so-called hospitality. You know, Jacob, uh, because I told you about the few demands that I make of a hotel, uh, I'm an easy guy, easygoing traveler. I'm to try not to be rude. But there is actually one other thing. I think it's time for me to confess. I feel like we know each other a little bit now. Um, I was, uh, this has happened a number of times, but I want to give you an example from New York City. I was at this very swanky New York hotel where NBC puts up its guests. And I taped some show, and I afterwards I went over to the hotel across the street from NBC. And I said, uh, you know, he gave my name, Barry Lynn, and I said, and you know, it's important that this be a non-smoking room. And was told, well, uh, sir, we're really sorry, but we don't have any non-smoking rooms. At which point I said, I have memorized this. I say, oh, okay. But, you know, since I am highly allergic to cigarette smoke and its residue, uh, could you 
Just put me in that smoking room and then schedule the ambulance to come at about 2 a.m. to pick me up and take me to the hospital. Now, in the case there at NBC, there was a guy standing next to me. He'd been a guest on the same show. I didn't know the guy. They said, are you together? And he said, why? And they said, well, there's half of the floor, the top floor. We could in his two bedrooms and one has a jacuzzi and one has a and I said that'll be fine and then we got a half a floor of this big hotel and uh, that was wonderful but now I know they don't guarantee non-smoking rooms it says that in the little print but shouldn't they have dealt with this differently I mean after all I must have been a star for at least like that night because I was on some show on NBC so I must be famous why would they why would they not why would I have to resort to a, a lie it says I'm so allergic to residue of cigarettes that you'll have to call the ambulance and possibly the police at the same time. That was a fib. Well, uh, you know, it, it, it was a nice move there, Barry. I, yeah. <laughs> I like the style of that. Um, but but the truth is, uh, in the hotel business, uh, you, you know, it really is a puzzle, and you're trying to you're trying to keep everyone happy, uh, and especially on a sold out night in New York, you've got to fill every room. And uh, you're you're right. You know, requests are just that requests. They're not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I've dealt with that problem a lot. So you know, in in you know another big lie. Uh, well, one thing they tell employees in the hotel business is. Never say no. Find a way. Find a way to say yes. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, employees are constantly trying to just, you know, he, maybe maybe that 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 uh, that desk agent had ten more smoking rooms, but only one more non-smoking room. He right. had to save that just in case. So, he, you know, it's really about pushing the, the borders and testing, and then offering solutions, and and you know, coming up with that. You know, basically slamming two reservations together and throwing you in an upgraded suite uh, was one way uh, that he could finagle himself out of that situation yeah. or herself out of that situation. But you uh, also they can get really sticky, and you really do yeah. want to make everyone happy. But uh, you know, I think we all know that's impossible. Yeah, that is pretty much impossible. Now you do, though, even if a, there's a confirmed reservation, occasionally you have to do what is called walking. You walk a confirmed customer, as in you 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 kind of help them get. Not not a solution at your hotel, but one down the street. Yeah, that's a terrible situation when uh, when a hotel is oversold. Yep. Uh, and hotels do this. Uh, in general, there's about a 10% no-show rate, uh, meaning that if a hotel wants to sell every bed, put ahead every bed, uh, then they pretty much have to uh, oversell uh, and hope the numbers play out. And when it doesn't, someone will get walked to another hotel. And, uh, you know, that can be across the street. That can be across town. Uh, it can be worse than that. So it's a terrible situation. Uh, and people get extremely unhappy when they don't get to stay at the place yeah. uh, at which they booked. And, and it's very understandable in their situation. You know, I, I can see how they feel. That How does this make sense? I've already paid you money. No, exactly. You don't have my room. But uh, things things go horribly wrong in the hotel business, man. Well, <laughs> yeah, speaking wrong. of horribly wrong, uh, when I was in Sydney, Australia, I, I kind of tempted to do and often do uh, with my, my wife. And when my son lived uh, with us, we used to do ghost tours and all that chintzy stuff. But there's a death tour in Sydney, Australia. The first stop is a hotel where In Excess's singer, of course, jumped out of a window. Apparently, a lot of people uh, kill themselves in hotels. What, what attracts the would-be suicider uh, to a hotel? 
Well, uh, you can start with one thing uh, that's that's obvious when you think about it. Um, you know, their, their families aren't necessarily responsible for cleaning up the mess. Oh, um, yeah. That's one thing that a hotel yeah. will provide. Uh, you know, they, they won't be found by family members or friends or, or spouse. Uh, the situation will be handled before anybody close to that member uh, would even get close enough to be involved. So that's one reason. Um, there's the anonymity of it. Uh, you go to a hotel to do any number of things, and you can do them all, and no one will judge you, and you close the door, and no one cares. Right. So that's, that's you know, it's, it's about erasure. Um, these rooms are flipped and sold constantly. So uh, anything that happens in the hotel one night, next night, it's as if it didn't happen. Yep. So uh, hotels have always been a hotbed for, um, sadly, for uh, suicide. Yeah, for suicides. I mean, and, and you're right. I mean, nobody knows what's going on in there unless the walls are incredibly thin. Uh, and the 1968 World's Fair held in Canada, some of the hotels, including the one I stayed in when I and some of my friends, not yet quite old enough to drive, took a bus to it, the corrugated cardboard was what the walls were made of. You could learn a lot. You could learn a lot as like a 16-year-old just listening to the walls. Uh, not that I did that, but if you wanted to, you could have learned a lot. Now, speaking of a lot of dirt happening in hotels, every once in a while I'm in a hotel and the local television station comes on, and this happens everywhere, possibly every week. Uh, there's a some kind of an investigative report where some character walks into a hotel room or two with night vision cameras or their equivalent and then allows you to see all the stuff that's being harbored on the coverlet or on the spread or on the television switch, the light switch, the remote. Uh, how dangerous are a few bacteria that happen to come to light during those investigative reports? Well, considering the fact that uh, my decade in the business, uh, you know, I, I didn't really see anybody suffer terribly uh, for anything that happened in the hotel room. Uh, I would say they're relatively pretty safe. Uh, one thing I always point out uh, is that I I'll almost guarantee you at any minute that a hotel bathroom is cleaner than your own personal bathroom because it's been really? cleaned today. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously freshness is, is, is part of the hotel package, but yeah. it's true. I mean, you can you could drive yourself nuts thinking about the, the germs that are on that remote. That's true. Uh, and uh, the throw pillows and, oh, and you know, all of that stuff. Pillows. One of the things I point out in Heads and Beds is that sometimes the housekeepers clean the minibar glasses with pledge because it needs to spot free. Uh, so yeah, you, you can really uh, drive oh, yourself man. up a wall. Yeah, use the uh, covered know, if glasses. Get, if you want a hazmat suit at check-in if you, right. if you thought too hard. Right, but do use the covered glasses, the ones in the plastic, if possible. Uh, you never found a head or a body in your decade in this business, though, in a bed. I've dealt with deaths. Um, yeah. I, I, I never was the one to open the door and find it, uh, but I have been in the lobby uh, when they wheeled it out. Yes. Um, what what so, is yeah, the... Yeah, you know, that happens so Yeah. I'm, What's the weirdest single thing that somebody left accidentally in a hotel when you happened to be uh, there in an official capacity? Uh, well, uh, in New Orleans, I was working in New Orleans one time, and someone left uh, $27,000 in cash. Whoa. <laughs> Huh. And never came back to get it. Uh, really? So I think that was uh, some illegal money there. Uh, no, no, it was a tip. In bed, this it was a one tip. Guest who, Jacob, uh, it was a very normal businessman. I dealt with him for maybe four or five years. Uh, and then he checked out one day and he left a bag full of 
uh, sex toys. Uh, so clearly, oh. I mean, yeah. he, he was using that room only as, as sort yeah. of a sex palace. Uh, well, I'm know, glad you, you mentioned know, no that. But, uh, no, no, no judgments. The $27,000, see, you're explaining you're trying to move directly into the sex topic, which you're going to get to. But the $27,000 was just a really big tip for you, and I hope you kept it. Because you, <laughs> the, the, the New Orleans Police Department. The New Orleans uh, Police to, to Department. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sakes. Well, I'm sure they used it. When we come back, heads in beds, Jacob Tomsky, yeah, we'll finally get to it. There's something about hotels, kind of like motels. Uh, they just exude this sense that oh, what goes on there uh, might not be what's going to go on in your own home for practical reasons and sometimes even uh, legal reasons. We'll talk about it with Jacob Tomsky, author of Heads in Beds in a Minute, right here on Culture Shots. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Our nation's founders believed that all Americans have the right to worship according to their own beliefs or not to worship at all. So strong was their commitment to religious freedom that they enshrined it in the first sentence of the Bill of Rights. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. We call this constitutional guarantee the first freedom. Religion is deeply personal, and Americans must be free to practice without coercion. There must be a separation of church and state. We are on the verge of losing this fundamental freedom. You may wonder, what can I do? The answer is simple. Do what our founders did. Sign your name to a very important document, the First Freedom First Petition. Go to www.firstfreedomfirst.org and sign it today. By standing together, we can send a powerful message to our elected officials. You've thought about it for years. Well, the time is now. You need a secret bunker, and you need it deep and strong. Atlas Survival Shelters should be your first and only choice. The experts at Atlas can help you choose a shelter that has all the comforts of your home and is 11 times stronger than square box shelters. Call Atlas at 1-855-4-BUNKERS. 1-855-4-BUNKERS. Or visit IWantThatBunker.com. Atlas Survival Shelters. Better prepared than scared. So, you've decided to get prepared. You're not sure that a case of ramen and a couple of granola bars under your bed will cut it as long-term food storage anymore. You're in luck. At Emergency Essentials, we have all the resources to get you started. From three-day emergency bug-out bags to year supplies of food and everything in between. Call Emergency Essentials at 800-999-1863 or visit BePrepared.com. The choice is clear. Be unprepared or BePrepared.com. There's a huge and hushed up conspiracy going on that's about to turn your lives upside down in the coming few months. Unbelievably, the media are keeping quiet about this. I'm sure they know it, but they probably know that revealing it on TV will generate mass hysteria and chaos. But I believe you should be informed about it, because when the sinister agenda is finally accomplished and everything unravels, only those who know this secret info will survive and thrive. Go to 123conspiracy.com right now to see the truth. 
The video at 123conspiracy.com reveals the real secret reason why Obama is after your guns and ammo. And it's not just in response to mass murders of preparing for war. It's something much darker. Go watch the video now at 123conspiracy.com before they shut it down. Again, that's 123conspiracy.com. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. We are back. We're talking about hotels, uh, how to, uh, well, try to borrow a movie, maybe something from the mini bar. Uh, not that that's good, not that that's lawful, not that it's morally right, but how you might be able to get away with it. And some of the other strange goings on in the hospitality business by Jacob Tomsky. His book is Heads in Beds. It refers to making sure that at every headboard there is a head, meaning a paying customer, paying if possible, uh, because you want to fill the space. So, Jacob, as promised, we get to sex. Sex does happen in hotels. Uh, I hope no one's fainted now that I've mentioned that. Can the desk agent tell? I'm going to make this a very simple hypothetical. Let's say a man and a woman come up to the desk. Can that desk agent intuitively or through any other means tell whether this is a couple, as in a married couple, or at least a going-together couple, or whether... Again, we're simplifying here. The woman, perhaps, is a member of the oldest profession. Uh, I dealt with that uh, quite a bit, especially uh, in the New York nightlife scene uh, during my time there at the front desk. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you what, you, you become very intuitive uh, as a front desk agent. You, you, you can pick out the signs. Uh, and, uh, you know, but oftentimes, you know, you, on a, they meet in the bar. That's sort of mm-hmm. a, a hotel bars are sort of, a, sure. you know, like a haven for uh, prostitution and things like that. Yeah. So and usually mm-hmm. prostitutes will go straight up to the room. Uh, the guests will check in, whoever they may be, uh, and then escorts will just have a room number, and then they don't need to stop by anywhere. They go straight up. So there's a lot of discretion, but then, you know, I've dealt with long-stay guests um, where I have checked them in with their mistress, whom I know, Mm -hmm. uh, and then the next day, the family comes, and it's the wife, and, and you know, that, that yeah. day-to-day split, and I'm, I'm on both sides of it, uh, and, uh, you know, the guest is very aware that I, that I know way more about uh, his situation well, than I should, but uh, that's part of, part of being a hotelier is uh, discretion and trying not to judge. When staying occasionally in Las Vegas, uh, and again, I do not stay at terribly expensive places. I mean, they're not that she's 
you know, chintzy places around, but they're, you know, they're not. But there will be people who d- insist on seeing the key uh, to to your room and kind of uh, it, it were someone to be picked up at random off of the streets of uh, Las Vegas. I, I'm assuming those people would suggest or, or get the radar going and, and maybe ask a few questions. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's all for show. Maybe nobody cares. Well, about about what what you're doing in your room? Well, yeah, about about who it is that I'm walking up to the room with. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, the only time I would even bother you to ask is if is if I wanted to add the name to the reservation just in case right. they need to get a key when you're not there. And most people are like, no, 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 no. No, exactly, exactly. Uh, this person is fine. Uh, they can stand over there. And I'll check in. Uh, so yeah, no, it's, people don't offer a lot of information, and I'm not particularly, uh, you know, <laughs> going to just jump out there. No, and ask of course. Not. Now you mentioned the hotel bars sometimes do attract uh, people in the prostitution business. Um, is this? Uh, I, I was uh, once staying in a hotel. I won't mention the name. It, it has changed owners since then, long ago, maybe 30 years ago. Uh, and all of my male colleagues who spent time in that hotel uh, had the, pretty much the same experience. Within, uh, I was under five minutes of uh, arriving in your room by yourself with your suitcase, you would get a call from a woman who would call and say, uh, would you like some company? That was the phrase. And, uh, of course, I think everyone, including those of us who grew up in small towns, knew exactly what that was about. Today, 2013, do hotels and prostitutes have similar arrangements in any serious hotels? I could not imagine them giving access to new guests and just calling up there randomly. Really? Um, although, if you uh, if you ask a concierge, I, 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 I've known them to just uh, get out the yellow pages and show you the escort section. <laughs> okay. uh, I have known managers in the past um, that dealt with um, professional athletes and things of this nature, yeah. and uh, and I know for a fact that they were... Uh, you know, assisting them with finding more than just uh, the nice suite and things right, like that. Right. So, um, you know, there's nothing official, nothing where, you know, I, there's going to be, a, you know, a, a list of all the new traveling gentlemen checking in tonight and, uh, you know, no and kidding. set her up with a phone. Yeah. But um, that, and that's, that's crazy. Yes. Well, but, that um, was... they're, they're, they're linked for life. They will always be linked. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, I mean, I actually can mention this. It was the Doral Hotel in New York City, and the reason I can mention it is Gail Sheehy, well-known writer now, but when she was first working for New York Magazine, uh, she that was kind of uh, the uh, ground zero for her story about prostitution in New York, one of the ones that uh, really made her, made her famous, and uh, that was the good old Doral. Here's another thing. Back in the late 70s, pre-internet, I once spoke to a housekeeper in another big New York hotel, not that one, who said that she always checked under the mattress uh, to see if the guest had put any porno there, you know, the little paperback books that were sold or magazines, because she could get $2, she said, for each one that she sold down on 42nd Street, because the list price was like 6 bucks. Uh, they she just recycle. Uh, was she pulling my leg, or was that likely to be true back in the days before you could, you know, call up uh, three-dimensional uh, and possibly create uh, through 3D printing uh, anybody you want in your hotel? hotel room over the internet 
Absolutely uh, true. I, I worked as a housekeeping manager in New Orleans for a long time, uh, and so it was my job to get in there and uh, make sure that, the, you know, verify that the rooms were clean properly. Hmm. And many, many times, uh, under the bed skirt, under the mattress, uh, in the bottom drawer, uh, you know, next to the bed. I mean, you have to check all these places because, you know, at, at that time hmm. it wasn't wireless. So, uh, you no. know, it was still we were still working with print. Sure. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. You find a lot of that there. And, and what a crazy story of her selling it on 46. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, I guess, early recycling, the green economy was hitting early. Uh, the average guest, the, the 8% of the guests, the, the, the people in those categories, the people that really are annoying to you, the people who are, uh, providing the services at hotel. Uh, there's a kind of uh, suggestion uh, in the book, and, and I've read this elsewhere, that people assume that not only do you get kind of, uh, I mean, the hotels and even motels, a little sleaze factor, but you also feel more childlike when you go to a hotel, and that's why you can just throw your clothes around. You don't have to put anything on the you know, and you slop water all over the place. You wouldn't do that in your own bathroom because it would leak down into your kitchen. But you don't care because it's a hotel. Do you, do you agree that this experience infantilizes people? Oh yeah, there's something there's something about checking into a hotel that um, you know people. It's it's as if they you know they're back. And their children again, they can pick up the phone and call and ask for a cheeseburger, or they can break a glass and they don't have to fix it, and they can, you know, cry at the desk about little stuff that they didn't get. Uh, they can be extra, extremely messy and know that their mom is going to clean it up. There is something that happens when people check in, you know, in a way, and that's part of the, the, uh, one of, what's one of the wonderful things about hotels is, is that service and that you, you, you now have, in a way, servants, people who are there to clean, cook for you, and and take care of you, wash your clothes, everything you want done, uh, we will take care of it for you. Uh, but And some people, they just enjoy that service, and other people take advantage of it, and still others are just completely uh, washed over and just turn into to screaming children. I mean, there, there are circumstances where I think uh, every hotel, I mean, they go to a room, and the stuff, I mean, it's destroyed. Somebody has destroyed the television, or they've ripped it out of the wall. I mean, to yeah. what degree do you pursue them? I was once in a Canadian hotel hotel with my wife long ago and the people claimed we stole a wool blanket and they literally sent a, a guy out to come to our house in boston and sit there and serve notices and and, and we knew we were we didn't steal a bl wool blanket but i mean the people still do that if somebody takes a couple of bath towels or a robe do they they come after you well, I mean, that's bad hospitality. Yeah, it is. You know, that hotel that you're talking about, you're never going to go stay there again. That's true. Uh, and, you know, so you, ha you have to take it case by case. For example, even if someone accidentally broke the phone, uh, you know, am I going to want to charge them for that phone? Possibly not, because it could be an accident. I've broken stuff. Uh, it happens. You want to be treated with respect and, and care at that point. If the guest is apologetic, you don't want to be like, oh, well, that's a $250 touchscreen phone, right. sir. But you really want to, you know, what's more important is creating a lasting impression and having them come back. Uh, but, I mean, if somebody is, you know, if you've got you, the situation, rock stars and things like that, yeah. or just people who are just troubled guests that will just break things, uh, you know, you can tell. And at that point, you know, you, you choke Exactly. Exactly. Listen, this is a hilarious book. It's out in paperback. It's called Heads in Beds. Jacob Tomsky's its author. He's been my guest today. And I thank you, Jacob, for speaking to my listeners around the country. 
It's been great talking with you, Barry. Terrific. Thank you. That's Jacob Tomsky, T-O-M-S-K-Y, in case you're typing it into Amazon as we speak. Been a New York Times bestseller in hardback, now out in paperback, a funny, funny read, and gives you some good advice, even if you don't want to steal a snack from the mini bar. That does it. I'm Barry Lynn. This edition of Culture Shocks has been produced by Diane Robinson, engineered by Dwayne Davis, and the Genesis Communication Network technical staff. Visit us online at cultureshocks.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. What's safer and cheaper than prescription drugs? Glad you asked. The answer is Renovation Teas. Herbal remedies are much safer and much cheaper than prescription drugs. Taste great, and most importantly, herbal teas are effective and non-addictive. Renovation Tea is especially unique, and here's why. We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. Renovation Teas uses only 100% organic, fair trade herbs. Our teas are blended towards specific ailments and health conditions, such as diabetes, blood pressure, anxiety, libido, detox, and much more. All Renovation Teas are formulated and hand-filled in Arkansas. Take care of yourself naturally, the way Mother Nature intended. Order Renovation Teas at RenovationTea.com or call 870-784-3121. That's 870-784-3121. Renovation Teas. Renovate your health one bag at a time. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Webster's Dictionary says that Labor Day was set aside for special recognition of working people. How nice. But set aside by whom? Certainly not by the Wall Street corporate and political powers that be. They nearly swallowed their $100 cigars when the idea of honoring labor's importance to America's economy and social well-being was first proposed in 1882. Rather, this holiday was created by working people themselves in a 12-year political struggle that culminated with an act of Congress in 1894. The campaign helped coalesce old and emerging unions into a national movement, but it also countered the haughty insistence of the robber barons of that time that they were America's makers, the invaluable few whose monopolistic pursuits must be unfettered, for corporations are the God-ordained creators of wealth. 
Labor Day put both political symbolism and organized muscle behind Abraham Lincoln's conviction that the real makers are the many ground-level workers who actually do the making. Labor is prior to and independent of capital, Abe declared in his first State of the Union address. Capital is only the fruit of labor and could never have existed if labor had not first existed. Labor is the superior of capital and deserves much the higher consideration. Yet, on this Labor Day, robber barons are again ascendant, declaring that they owe no shared prosperity to the American people who sustain them. They are blithely shredding America's social contract and again insisting that the corporate elite must be unfettered, unions eliminated, and middle-class jobs Walmarted. This is Jim Hightower saying their deliberate hollowing out of our middle class is not just ignorant, but immoral and dangerous. After all, even a dog knows the difference between being stumbled over and being kicked. In recent years, more Americans are becoming uncertain about the future, especially since the idea of global warming has evolved from a political debate to a general acceptance that climate change is real. It's resulting in more violent weather and violent extremes in temperature. It serves no purpose here to speak of fear or to live in fear, but there are common sense signs that suggest that our food security is being impacted. The USDA makes annual forecasts of our nation's corn crop each year. It's instructive to review recent corn yields simply to look at how they are faring with regard to projections. You know, a majority of our diet has corn in it. Did you know that corn production in America has fallen below normal for the past several years? The 2012 crop averaged only 123 bushels to the acre, which is almost one-fourth below USDA projections. This year, the USDA is projecting another record crop, while one half of the country remains in severe drought. At the same time, we're eating our way through our cattle herds. Ranchers are cutting back herd size because of drought. This year's calf crop will be the lowest since 1949, and the annual calf crop has been declining since 1995. None of this is very good news for our food supply. Recently, I discovered a service called Go Foods. The company packages and sells dehydrated, non-GMO, ready-to-eat meals with a long shelf life. After investigating the company, I bought a URL and it's called www.kcaafoods.com. Now this website forwards to the Go Foods product site. Again, Go Foods packages, prepares, and delivers monthly supplies of ready-to-eat, dehydrated, non-GMO meals right to your residence. You simply order it online, and you get a month's supply by mail. My Go Foods service costs a little over $100 a month, and in a few months, I'll have a good stockpile of non-GMO meals in my pantry. Some meals have a shelf life of over a decade, so my wife just stores them in ice chests and then they can be accessed later if we need them. Also, some people buy Go Foods and add them to their regular menu. Either way, it's a good deal. Obviously, committing $100 a month to stored foods is a cheap insurance policy, so to subscribe to this food service just like I have, go to the following website, www.kcaafoods.com or Call toll-free 855-909-1050. My name is Fred Lundgren. I'm the founder and CEO of KCAA Radio, and I agree with this message. 
You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that needs no listener behind. There's a battle for the soul of America. We can't let him tear the kingdom down. This is no game. This is war. Flesh and blood. It's between the bad and good. We can't stop until the trumpet sound. This is war. Not a game we're playing. This is war. The only question is, which side will you be on? It's time now for a call to decision with Pastor Butch Paul. Satan's armies come to kill. This is war. Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Butch Paul, the 28th day of August 2013. Welcome to the broadcast tonight. We're going to, we're in for a treat tonight. Uh, lady that I had on the program, it's been, I don't know, eight months, a year ago. Peg McCamey. Oh, the McCameys, obviously. They'll be coming to sing for us here uh, next Friday night. September 6th to 7 o'clock at the Nazarene Campground in, in Somerville, West Virginia. It's going to join us. We're going to ask you a lot of questions. Get to know her a little better, if you don't mind. It's going to be kind of a light-hearted broadcast. Friend talking to friend, brother to sister. And you're welcome to join us if you want to at 855-242-8824. 855-242-8824. And, again, if you want to call and check on how to find this place in Somerville, West Virginia, you can call our office at 304-846-4448. And I'll be in the office all day tomorrow from 9 to 4 Eastern to take your phone calls, ask your questions about anything you want to talk about. Tomorrow's my chance to speak to you folks. And I hope you'll call and talk to us. If we get a little busy, I may ask you to call back or something. But don't be offended, folks. I want to talk to all of you. I do mean that. And also, you can call the Nazarene Campground where this is going to be held at 304-872-1291. They probably still have some rooms for rent. They have 